It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm a staff writer at IndyCornRoast.com. And joining me on today's show is a unique guest. She was on... Last year? Were you on last year? She was on last year sometime. I believe last summer, October range. I can't nope, remember the time. Last December. Last December. And you might have heard the rare female voice in Lockdown Pacers podcast. We don't have a ton of females on. Caitlin Cooper is one of them. I know Tony talked to a couple, one of the Washington Wizards writers for their Espionation site, but it's my lovely girlfriend, Marina Higuera. Uh, she is joining me to talk about Miles Turner today. We're going to preview his upcoming season. I told her this offseason. I'd have her on one time for one of the players. Let her pick any player she wanted. Any player. Didn't matter. She could pick. I gave her a list. Tony had his players he wanted, but I gave her basically kind of a, an option. And she chose Miles Turner. And I want her to justify me. Why did you choose Miles Turner? I'm so in love with him. That's not the answer that he wanted me to tell. But, like, why? Give me some... Why Why do you like Turner? Is it is it his hair? His... The, he's our age. So, Miles Turner, I think, was born March 96. We were born in 97. We're in January 97. I'm May 97. So, pretty much around our age. So, that's... That might be a reason, but it's the like hair. seven feet tall. I think he looks like Archibald Asparagus from the VeggieTales. A little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, I have a tweet about it where I picked corresponding colors of his tie to match Pacers colors. I think it was one of my best tweets. I would say you also liked him because he is one of the more fashionable Pacers, I think. <laughs> Remember there was a video he was on NBA TNT or NBA Today with Victor Depot. He was wearing that, like... Polo shirt and suit kind of combination. I don't know. I think he's pretty. He, was he wearing the glasses? Yeah, on he, wears, he wears his glasses a lot. He's wearing his big glasses. He was um, like the only one that actually like showed out for the draft. I will say though, so the Pacers have a lot of personality on the team. Victor Oladipo definitely is his own personality. Um, oh, that's also why I like him. Well, he, he showed up at his house, right? There was like that story. Well, of Vic showed up at Miles' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah Miles yeah. is having a bad like run that. last year, but uh, I think that's really. If cute. you missed on media day, I think Vic said he watches four movies and four movies only. So. Yeah. They're all kind of, but Turner's Wait, always good for a quote. Tony's uh, tweet about there was like a picture of Vic. He was already sitting down, and Miles was like looming over him. He's so tall. It was the cutest thing. I squealed when I. Saw yeah. It. I have it saved in my bookmarks. So Tony, I have a couple of your pictures saved in my Twitter forever. All right, we don't need to talk just to Tony. There's a wider audience than just Tony out here. Um, Colts fan Ryan. Okay, calm down. Um, so the thing about Turner, though, I think also. Uh, he's good for always a good for a quote you know he had a bunch of little one-liners last year that I thought were good about uh, there was one game where they went they played late and he started asking like, a lot of random questions like I just want to go home stop asking me these kind of dumb yeah. questions he said something like that he was tired exhausted um, I feel like he's one of those Lance Stevenson kind of people where maybe he's not like the front runner of a team he might not be you know as as if he is Lance Stevenson but I think that everybody in Indiana and the people that really like the Pacers like him as a player and would be very disappointed. Like, obviously, people would be disappointed if Vic left because he's very skilled. He has personality and stuff. But I think that if Miles left, it would 
affect the fan base a considerable amount. I think and that's a good way where to start with Turner. So Turner's in the last year of his current contract, his rookie deal. Uh, it's somewhere capped at around 6 or $7 million, not too much. Um, but he's eligible for an extension, which he can get up to, I believe, the day before the season starts, which is October 17th. So I think October 15th, 16th, he has to sign up by then. It seems like that's not going to happen. Um, you know, Tony, I discussed before in previous podcasts, it probably has to do with a combination of he probably wants things he can earn more by having a great year. The team probably looking for kind of getting him on a kind of team-friendly deal. It just it makes sense for both sides to sort of look at it and say, we'll wait till next offseason, plus his cap it will be low. A lot of combinations for why he might not have an extension yet, but I don't think it's too much concern about. But you look back at 2017-18 season, he struggled or plateaued off, however you want to say it. He had 17 games worth of injuries between, what, an elbow injury, concussion, and... What else did he tweak? You know, he tweaked something else, but he ended up missing 17 games. Basically, his two injuries, I like to say, are basically non-basketball injuries, right? So baseball players tend to hurt their UCL, which is like the pitching Tommy John thing. He hurt that, and full pushing a concussion, <laughs> which he got that too. So they're two kind of fluke injuries on the season for him. I think it was Pat McAfee's celebrity softball tournament or something. <laughs> exactly. Um. So then with, with Turner, it was like he was sort of on this projection. Right? His first year, solid, choke promise, missed the first... 20 games his rookie year, I think, with a wrist injury, but showed promise. Second year, made a little bit of a leap, became kind of a double-digit scorer, 14 and a half points a game, a consistent rebounder more, all these kind of things, and then he sort of leveled off. Basically, kind of similar stats between years two and three, which was discouraging, obviously, for all the Pacer fans out there. But, you know, the reason I really brought you on is because it's off-season. He's been... <laughs> he's been doing yoga. Oh, he's been doing a ton of workouts. So, I mean, if you haven't seen a Miles Turner workout video, you really should go look at one, but... uh He's been doing a ton of them. I mean, he's how tall? Uh, he's about seven feet, six eleven, seven feet. I mean, he's got a wingspan I think of like seven two, seven three. I'm five three and a half, and I can but, barely do what he's doing. Yeah. Not in terms of workout. I I could never do that. Some but yoga like in are yoga crazy. poses, and I could never do that. And so I don't know a ton of people who do yoga, um, <laughs> but I know Marina does yoga, and so that's why I kind of wanted to bring her on from Austin. I think that's sort of a big part of this season going forward is sort of the fact that he reworked his entire body. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I think flexibility is an underrated part of strength. So I don't see a lot of basketball players. Like when LeBron, maybe LeBron does yoga in his offseason too, but usually when he's posting workout videos, it's him doing some dance moves with his head and then a lot of strength and conditioning. I think that doing yoga is a advantage that a lot of people don't think about. And it also helps your body recover faster. So Yeah, so when you watched him last year, do you think he was, uh, I don't want to be mean here, I don't want to say fat, but chunky or a little bit kind of like, you know what I mean, when you watch... What's his, what is his stat, how heavy is he? You know, I don't know the exact set, I would guess he's probably in the 240-50 range. <laughs> I never he's... thought he looked, but <laughs> my my size perception, like, I, I'm really bad at relative size, I see six inches and I think it's like six feet I see how tall I thought I thought Sabonis was like four feet not four feet tall I thought he was like six feet tall and then I see him standing next to Miles Turner and they're like the same height he just doesn't have the personality of a tall person well so that's kind of so like Miles Turner I don't see him as like a I don't see him as chunky like TJ Leaf looks like a child well he's also 19 yeah but he looks like I mean Turner is around our age too, and he has. I to me, he has a lot more build than like T.J. Leaf did, because I saw the other day that he's building muscle. But like, when you compare, that I would see Miles Turner as a lot more muscular. Well, than definitely chunky. now. If you watch him now, I mean, he definitely looks like he's got 
um, more defined is the right way. Uh, really funny video yeah, too to watch is, is there was a Pat Bullen and Mark Monteith were hosting kind of a, I think the Pacers.com live stream or whatever it was during media day and he walked up to the set and Pat Bullen asked you want to take a shirt off the show off his body <laughs> and Miles had this really kind of like shy laugh kind of thing. That, that was funny. Um, but, I love him. But I think this, this whole body thing is really important in projecting him next season because... You know, well, that yeah, was the meeting with Vic, right? That's like a key point that you make in every article plugged um, <laughs> your Indie Corners articles. But when you write and say like, oh, if he builds muscle and stuff, he could do this in the next season. So when you say like when I thought Miles was in shape last season and then you're saying he's so much better compared to what where he was. I think that's big. It, it's not even the muscle thing, though. It's the... Uh... With Turner, it's kind of the way he runs and the way he carries himself almost, in a sense. So what I mean by that is the Pacers, read the first game of the year, they had 140 points. They ran, like, at this pace you couldn't. I mean, it was, like, mm. up and down, up and yeah, down. Yeah, you're running And then all of a sudden they kind of slowly transitioned into their more of a slower pace, kind of found this right balance off his defense. But if Turner is in, like, a lot better shape than he ended up being, where he can actually run the floor consistently both ends without getting tired. Unstoppable. They, they can get back into that fast pace because between Darren Collins and Oladipo, yeah, Bogdan's not super fast, but you put Tyreek <laughs> out there. I mean, I'm not saying anything doesn't know, but you put Tyreek You I'm put Tyreek Ty- Ty- out there. That is pretty fast. I know that's a little older, but that's gonna always been in really good shape in his career. Mm-hmm. And Turner, you can really have five like very su- quick, super fast guys. Quick-footed. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I probably you've seen it when you watch Oladipo. I mean, like his else his first tired. step is crazy. He's super fast. I remember we were at that game where he literally was just like blowing yeah, by people when he had when he has that famous video where he looked down on the ground. He literally blew by like I think it was Giannis that was or Chris, the Bucks, right? Chris Middleton or somebody that he blew by them. Yeah, it was. I'm yeah. a genius. That was the same game where Turner hurt his elbow. Remember? I think he heard it. Right, I don't but, remember that, but I remember the I remember the look. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite picture <laughs> when he's got the lasers coming out of his eyes. <laughs> so then I guess for Turner going into this season. Is there anything last season when you watch them? I mean, I know you fall <laughs> down. watch a lot. Well, you fall tangentially because you read all my... You're kind of my main copywriter for all my stuff, so everybody knows up there. So I'm kind of his main one. Yeah, he is my main copywriter. Your only one. Um, well, sometimes I edit my own stuff, but... Uh, Ooh! Kind of the, one of the main copywriters for me. Um, I guess, is there something with Turner that kind of you think that has been... I haven't talked about in terms of what he wants to come out with? I mean, like, I'm... Kind of grasping a straws here, but anything with Turner that I, I don't, you know, I need to do some research for this podcast. How many to make sure people? You're how many people? That's rude. Um, how many people have had like? Is it rare to have an injury-free season, or one? Because he's missed so many. I feel like he's never had it consistently. Like Vic missed seven not, games. Seven games. Yeah. Um, LeBron misses no game. Like, he can get seven, benched, but he but more like, was resting. Yeah, seven. it wasn't for like injury. So like, if he has a a fully healthy season, as opposed to what is usually like, he misses a very consistent chunk of time. Question: What would you accredit that to? And then second, do you think he could do, go an entire season without injuring himself? You know, that's that's the question, right? I mean, that, that's part of the whole workout, right? Yoga, people do yoga because it helps them not get hurt, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, being more flexible. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Your body can move in strange ways. Yeah, I mean, con- concussion-wise, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, yoga Yeah, yoga can't help you with concussions. No, you hit the head, you hit in the head. Um, <laughs> you're just, it's over. But I, I, I do wonder, though, if he can, st- 
I mean, I'll expect him to play 82 games. And I really don't expect anybody to play 82 no. games. No. I mean, that's just hard. No, but, like, there's a difference between being purposely not played because you're resting and not playing 20 games because you've been concussed and then not playing another, you know, several weeks of games because you hurt your elbow or with very atypical injuries to basketball. Yeah, I guess with Turner, the thing with him is it's playing, like, 30 to 40 game stretches consistently. I mean, you know, he's going to have... So you have lower expectations for him. So I, if people. I had I would have him probably. If I had a guess on top of my head right now, it's like a seventy to seventy-five game season. I just you know a guy his size, I expect to miss three or four games with a knee here, the here there, or an oh, ankle yeah. turn or something. Something that just happens because you're yeah. constantly jumping around. Now, like I said, the yoga is a huge part of it. Maybe he's more flexible where he doesn't. He can land better. I mean, I think that's a big thing with him. Was he was sort of top heavy I would say like he had a really big upper body but his legs weren't always there with him right. at least last year and so that's always kind of screwed with you because you have kind of need to be have that balance in the NBA to sort of keep yourself getting hurt I mean LeBron is kind of the perfect example of that where he works his legs and his arms are kind of he has his whole kind of same size where it helps him look good Sabonis kind of the same way Sabonis isn't huge but Sabonis doesn't look like he's got an oversized one part yeah, of his body yeah, so yeah. it helps him kind of play more to the ground and be more kind of agile at times um but Turner's the guy that take a lot of contact too. He goes to the rim, he blocks people's shots. Like he, he he's a uh, Roy Hibbert in that way, where he he lets a point guard come into his body. So I mean, he's gonna get hit, gonna get nicked up around. But it's just it's sort of avoiding the dumb injury. So like even on that dunk, where I know he probably didn't do it on purpose, but it's just don't win no dunk. Just you you have, you you have the the, the breakaway. Just yeah. just put it two hands in. Do some. You know you don't need to slam one handed and throw your elbow. No, you, know? you do you do if you want to be on like sports. Well, but he's but, but Turner's got this. He's gonna be on Sports Center for his blocks. I mean, he's gonna block somebody and send the ball into the stands. That's gonna be on Sports Center. And that's gonna give a kid a backpack. And, and at this point, Turner isn't should be playing for Sports Center. He's been playing for his possibly right. a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Is his, well, yeah, that too. But isn't that when he blocks? He gets, yeah, like, he's kid, right. Is that, so every year, so one year it was George Hill three pointers. One year it was used to be Paul George stuff. I think it's Turner blocks or backpacks. Right? His backpack. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. The a block for a backpack. The Indiana members credit Indiana block. Thing. A backpack, bl- block, a, a block pack. Whatever it is, um, you know he's gonna probably be close to the NBA in blocks this year. I think last year he was second or third. Um, I, I mean, Gobert didn't play hurt a lot. He'll be one of the leaders up there, but he's gonna be hurt, so that's gonna help him out. Uh, Who's the league leader? The, the I was about to say the lead leaguer, <laughs> the league leader in blocks. Why? Like, cause his I know that basketball players are tall. This is where my uneducated self will come in but like how many people are as tall as you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> so how many guys are like well Kareem is 7'2 so that's sort of not a good comparison but uh he is just in terms of 7 foot guys so hold on I got so in, there's two pro, each team really, each team probably oh, has crazy. one or two 7 foot guys but in terms of like elite level 7 foot guys so last year for example blocks per game Turner was third behind Davis and Capella um I imagine the two guys will again be up there Davis started killing people in terms of blocks. But Davis also plays like 39 minutes a game. I do not like. like Clint Capella. His um, name reminds me of Propeller. <laughs> Clint Capella. Well, he's the guy who... I mean, Turner's kind of... <laughs> looking at Capella. Capella got a five-year, $90 million deal. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Turner's probably looking at. Like, okay, that's my floor for his contract next year. Like, I need to get... I get at least that. But I, if I have, you know, a really solid two-block-a-game kind of year with the deleted points and rebounds, I can get, like... 25 to 30 or 20 to 25 a year probably not he can't quite get 30 i think unless he qualifies in some weird way for all nba but uh i don't know with turner it's sort of like um it's all of it's again is like 
potential where Capella, like you saw it for two years in a row, turn we haven't seen kind of that right, break because he's yet. been gone. Well, no, and he just <laughs> he like he made a stride his end season, but it wasn't like um a, a stride of like this is who he is. It, yeah, it was yeah, sort of yeah, like yeah. oh, the, what, what can he be next after right, that kind what of stride? Is the potential. Yeah, and which. I, what are you saying? Sorry, go ahead. Is there like a threat when they say, when any player, not just him, says that they are not looking at an extension at the moment? Like, what do you for, mean? The, for the coming season or whatever, if other people are like, oh, we've always liked Miles Turner, like, we're going to start developing an offer for him and we're going to make it. Like, is there a risk that he won't resign? Yeah. So, this great part about the NBA is so any player on a rookie deal. Um, mm-hmm. Or first round pick in a rookie deal, I think it's like when it depends, uh, becomes a restricted free agent, which means you can match <laughs> any offer sheet. So the reason he really hasn't signed a deal yet is because the Pacers hold all the leverage. I mean, they if they they basically decided, okay, if you want to take a team friendly deal, then we'll just wait. We'll wait next season. If he if he plays one to be worth the max, we're happy to pay it to him. If he's not, we can go get a max deal like right. um, Zach Levine this year went out to Sacramento and got a forty or seventy eight million dollar deal. Um, the men go out there and we'll match it if we like him or not. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is really a kind of I would say I'm, I would say it's a make or break here for Turner because even where Turner is right now, like if he just plateaued off, he's still a quality NBA player. I mean, he's still yeah. somewhere in the top probably ten to fifteen range of centers. But it's sort of the tantalizing of could he be a top five center? And so, you know, it's it is a, it's a term of like getting that big hunter. So he probably in his rookie deal will probably make at the end of it between so four years. Uh, it's probably scaling up, so probably average like three a year, so I make about twelve million dollars. But I mean, he could get into like a hundred million. I mean, that's Jesus. I mean, there's twelve million is a lot of money, but a hundred million dollars is life changing, like for generations of your family kind of money. Twelve million dollars is life changing for me for a month. No, but <laughs> but you think about a hundred million dollars like changes you and your entire like your yeah, grandkids yeah, whole like yeah, everybody yeah. for the rest then of your like, family. Then they're like, God bless him for getting so many block packs. Well, and charities and other things, do. yeah. But I think Turner 2 wants to, I mean, he seems like he's been through the change of, like, he was with the Paul George era, and then they yeah, rebuilt yeah, that yeah. team. They really, he was on a different Paul George team his first year, and then his second year, and then he got I a different team his third is, year. It's all. I'm going to project that this is his best season. He's going to play 81 games in three quarters of the 82nd. All right, well, you kind of jumped the gun, so let's, I guess you, that's your prediction. No, um, no, no, we can go back. Sorry. No, I'm that's just good. really that's next, excited. That's the next thing. We're, oh, okay. we're good. We're good. For, I think so, that he's going to be really good. So, uh, projections, I... And I want him to stay. I don't know if he can get up to 18 points a game. I really hope he could. I think, like, ideal situation for him is, like, 18 points, 10 rebounds, and one or two blocks a game. Um, oh, I, I was going to lowball. I, I don't know. If, just double digits. I don't know if he'll, he'll get the points. We put up 14, or 12.7 last year, I think. Okay, so 18 is kind of a jump. Yeah, so return to the thing is it's about shots. So Turner went to about 10 shots a game last year. And so you have to get those shots back from other players. Right. Um, so one part of that could be a pace increase. You could play faster. You can get a couple more shots for him. Um, it's setting him up more a little bit. Um, does Vic decide to maybe become more like a 17 or 16 shots a game? Does Thad take a step more. back in terms of shots per game? I mean, that's where it's come from. But if he can get to like 12 shots a game, I have no doubt he can probably get to 16 to 18 points. Um, his three-point shooting will probably be, I think, closer to 40 than it is to 35, so 38 to 39% probably. Um, but, I, you know, he needs to get his overall goal percentage back, but everything else, I mean, he has a decent free-throw shooter. He's going to be in the 80s, low 80s, probably free-throw percentage, um, and he's going to hopefully get kind of in that 38 range and 49 to 51 range in terms of field goal to three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. And if he gets to 12 shots or 13 shots a game, that's where he gets kind of that jump. And then, you know, you don't – if he can kind of 
his agility, be on the offensive glass more, get some more shots, things like that. Potentially use him in the offense, but I have imagined they're gonna kind of unleash him, I guess, this year more than yeah. they did last year. Last year they really it's a monster. Well, last year he missed the basically I think eleven of the first twelve games with his a concussion or seven. Was, I think it was seven games he missed in a row, and he kind of got thrown off. And I think this year they're gonna build, design plays for him, and they never really built some offensive plays from around him yeah and i think he didn't fit well with the bench unit guys like he wouldn't have played well with lance because they're different styles i think he'll play well with with tyreek in a different way and so it'll be interesting to see how they do that but i I would hope i mean my hope is that they allow him to run some plays like they don't just run the first two plays for him and they don't do the rest of the game like the obligatory they do it for the center kind of thing i hope they actually run some stuff (laughs) for him like mid third quarter or whatever get him picking pops like he has this ability where he's a really good three-point shooter that if they can just pick a bomb, they can create a lethal pick-and-roll kind of at times. So I want a full-court um, shot, and I want him to make it. I mean, so he's got this three-point shot where it's like a huge arc because he shoots him so high up, too. He arcs yeah, the ball. Well, his arms are through. very tall. Yeah, but I mean, he has a, I mean, I thought his three-point shot form last year was really solid, and I thought, I mean, to make that jump to almost 36% is kind of where you need to be to be effective as a center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just taking that next level and maybe getting to, like, he has so he put up 2.4 a game. It's getting to, like, 3 to 3.5 a game in terms of threes. But I, I, I could see him doing that. I don't think – I think he's, he's going to definitely have more trust from the coach. I think because they, they saw the work he put in, so they're going to trust him now. The question Nate, is – he did vinyasa. You play him the entire game. How many minutes is it? 48. <laughs> This is, it's All 48. Just, this pocket's getting off the rails right now. Um, That's not true. Probably, well, you, Rain it back in, we'll me. Get, we have about a minute left before we need to finish up anyways. Okay. Um, but with Turner, too, I guess the question is, is I always thought he kind of makes some not smart decisions in clutch moments, and that kind of is why the head coaches shy away from him. We'll see if he kind of can do it this year. You know, if he can show up big in the first 5 to 10 game with a big play here, big play there, and a big moment – He'll get some confidence, the coach will confidence in him, and that will sort of boost him. Because, I, I mean, I think the Pacers do want to pay him. They want him to be worth the five-year max for a player. That's about $150 million. They want him to be worth that. Ooh, yeah. It's just whether he will become worth it is the question. But I don't think the Pacers have any – they won't be shy about paying the money. It's just can he prove he's worth it. They don't want to overpay him for no reason. They want him to actually worth that max. Like, Daniel, you don't want to end up in a situation where you pay a guy $100 million and – not even sure if he's going to be a cornerstone team anymore because he's not. He had because like he's bad. Well, because Wiggins, they pay. They, they did like they paid Wiggins after his third year, and then he and then he had a regression, and so now all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, we're paying this guy. Well, we locked in this guy for the next five years, but he also had a regression. It, more like you just found out that he sucked. Well, no, I think he kind of took a step back with Butler and got off the dog out of that team. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm... Whole different situation. Um, Wait, okay, one last question. Yeah, go ahead. If he stays consistent, like if he, not if he plateaus, but if he's like consistently good and stays healthy, he's not like spectacular. He might not meet like everybody's, he might not meet my projection of 81 and three quarters of a game, but like if he's consistently good, stays healthy, plays a majority of the season, will they resign him? Yeah, he's, he's going to be brought back barring like a complete drop off. I mean, so if he goes to another team and he tries to get like an offer sheet. It's probably at four years, like, a, I'm not sure what that number is, probably close to 100 next year with the cap increase. Mm-hmm. And you probably match that <laughs> because you can't afford to lose the asset. The only way they don't resign them is because they have a ton of cap space next year and somehow they figured they're able to snag a free agent. They're going to trade for Steph Curry. Well, no, but, like, Jimmy Butler would be a free agent and that they could snag him, but... I thought that was going to happen before the next... Well, he's going to be traded, but he's going to be a free agent next year still. Ah. Uh, so if they... It, barring, what if he gets traded to the Lakers? 
What, Jimmy Butler? Yeah, that he just will stay there. Well, I don't know. Because <laughs> who, who doesn't want to play? Trade him, for the, trade him for the ball. That's a whole other situation. But, I, I mean, the only way I could see him not being re-signed is really because somehow they uh, they get some, they spend a ton of money on other yeah, free agents, yeah, or they get yeah. a max free agent, and then they can just say, hey, we're going to we're gonna just parallel with this guy, and we're going to build on some bonus. That's the only way I could see it happening. Right. But my guess is, if I had to guess no, right now, so cute. if I had to guess right now, he probably <sighs> ends up signing for like a five-year 120 extension. Not quite the full max, but... A lot of money still. And he's staying here forever. Yeah, and I think he wants to be here. They want him to be here. They've he's kind of stuck it through these year, the Paul George change, and he's kind of been a team guy, and he's liked him in the locker room, and he likes the community. He's just like well, he's like a he just is a everything besides basketball. He's exceptional, and then it's on the court just putting together something <laughs> exceptional. The one sport that we're paying like. The- hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.